0: Grand, rising everyone, be coming to your life, spirit and coffee, got my coffee here. Okay, let's get started. Um, we are on the dialogues with Hermes um, and uh, almost complete on this one. So let's just get started. So this light from their one mind penetrating the darkness of the one thing is the great pattern you speak of in the tablet. There is only one pattern in operation of the sun. By fire, you will be set free. By water, you will reclaim your power. By air, you will discover your inner worth. And by earth, you will realize its potential. In your dissolution, you will see the pattern encompassing. And you will know too, for this this pattern originated with birth of the universe and has sealed in time and space everywhere. Only then will you be allowed to contribute to the universe. Only then will you be the child of your imagination. Only then will the child of your imagination be allowed to grow, for the secret fire quickens only proper matter, which, even then, must be repeatedly enthroned um, and made pure, enough to join with the subtle of the subtle in the lasting coagulation. Um, In the seven-step pattern I have, have revealed all, yet all is only one so again we have this process of alchemy and it's been used in um it's been used in um um, chemistry so the process itself so again it's we see it in nature um and it is nature and it's nature in motion it's it's how we observe nature how we see nature happening the laws of nature um and the process of nature okay how can there be seven steps to a pattern yet everything be one there are seven steps to the ladder of becoming and this is the pattern from which formula for ascent to derive but having reached the seventh step the eighth step is no longer on the ladder and you stand beyond its pattern this is the eighth sphere which is the cosmic stone where the light and dark mind and matter are eternally one only from this point can we see a greater pattern which we shall in now envision, uh, through though thus do I take leave of you, since thought is our chariot. Okay, so cha, uh, thought being the, the thing that um, pulls us forward, makes us move forward, right? That's our chariot. Um, but what I sh- see shall I reveal, which is all the science of the whole universe from um, the eighth, to see only one, we can relate this AGP hey, man to also the chakra system. Okay, people can relate like the seven seals, the you know there's the seven seven seven. What is the seven? Well, we have multiple. There's millions of chakras in our body, but we relate to the seven chakras of the body um, typically because our body excretes hormones and we have glands in our body. Now, hormones have the ability to change, um, or even our DNA. So hormones are really, really critical. When we start to understand how our glands work, um, we start to realize that hormones can really morph and shape us into something different. And people really don't know that. I'm not saying not all people, but people don't understand that the chakra is not just about energy. It's about actually excreting the right amount of hormones so that the body is in unison with, with itself you start screwing with hormones your body starts to screw up trust me i know like right now my hormones aren't completely intact um my autoimmune right i have too many antibodies um happening my thyroid is acting up so thyroid being the chakra of the throat when we think about the throat chakra and we think about what kind of issues are we having with the throat so here's where practitioners um uh, spiritual practitioners of the body work or work to heal the body um will talk about how these chakra systems or these energy systems within our body are causing um this ease right in our body and so we look at it and we say well there's obstruction there there's something happening there we need to allow your body to release the toxins but we don't allow ourselves to go through that process of releasing the toxins as soon as we feel toxic we um perhaps run to the doctor to get meds now i'm not telling people to get off their medication if they're on medication i'm not a doctor and i'm not going to tell people what to do with their bodies but when you think about it we we don't allow ourselves to go through the healing process fully we stop it when we feel the toxic energy being released from our body because it's painful it's suffering but it's really our body is extracting that toxicity that's in our body so inflammation and all that and we don't we don't mitigate it we don't work through it sometimes we just want to shut it up and we want to get a rid of the suffering so we take these pills well the pharmaceutical companies now know that right they understand that if they continue to give us pills Um, you know, that that we're going to be, you know, addicted or need them. And sometimes it makes us even have to utilize their medications all the time because now we're worse if we're off of them or even 20 times worse. So, but food is, is the remedy and the medicine, right? That we can utilize for that. Um, okay. So let's keep going. Um, so I only see the one. Followed by streams of greenish mist, the uh, great Hermes fades away into the nothingness and suddenly find ourselves back in the forest again with only the lingering light of the presence to guide us. For each of us, that light is green beacon of the emerald tablet. And in the following six chapters, we shall examine each section of the tablet to discover how to use the insight. Hermes has given us a transformation, uh, given us to transform the very fabric of our existence here we go again transforming the very fabric of our existence when i talk about creating new earth new world um designing whole universes um yeah it is possible and we see it possible because we see it happening right now there's many people trying to create new ways of engaging in the world and you can ascribe to their storyline and their worldview and the way that they um are constructing the world or you can create your own. Now that takes a lot of work. It takes you constantly being in the work every single day. Not just one day, not just a couple of days, not just, hey, I have arrived. You know, in this world you never have arrived. You're always on the journey. The journey doesn't stop. You always are recycling, recoming back to the beginning, readjusting, retrying things, renewing things shifting changing you know um elevating perhaps you know in whatever it is you're up to coming up with new ideas new creations and that's part of the that's part of the journey there is no end point right because people say well i'm enlightened well if you were completely enlightened you wouldn't be here because there would be nothing for you to be here for so we we go through these processes for a purpose it's to help us to create co-create Even though we're stuck in this, maybe people would say maybe we're stuck in kind of like a purgatory, right? (laughs) And, you know, I've thought about that for a long time and my friend re-brought it up the other day. But yes, we are stuck in sort of this middle space where um, we read about it earlier, where you have the dark matter, the light matter, and we're somewhere in between the two, which is why we experience the duality. If we looked at it on a spectrum, we could say that we're in the middle of dark and light. And in that middle, we see both the this or that, up or down, right or wrong, you know? We're seeing the polarities in the space that we occupy, basically. And we're occupying this time and space. So really, how do we utilize that place that we're occupying? How do we truly exist within that space? and co-create with it. So then we have a choice. People will descend further into the darkness or people will ascend into the light. But people aren't fully enlightened because they would not be here. They would disappear, right? It would be they would be enlightened, they'd be done. There'd be nothing left. So I I I always tell people it 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 is a bit of a trigger. This is Natalie talking um when people say you know i'm i i'm enlightened i'm you know and they put themselves on this pedestal and i'm like well to me that tells me you're not because we never are we're always the beginner especially in spiritual alchemy we're always a beginner always we know nothing i know nothing <laughs> and what that does is it keeps your mind open for new possibility to arrive if we don't we we trap ourselves in a cage we're creating our own cages and our own shackles and our own chains you know everybody's trying to do that to us already there's enough shackles and chains out there trust me people are totally trying to cage us like zoo animals and just watch us like we're some kind of a <laughs> creature to be watched or looked at so they've put us in these cages why put ourselves in further in cages for what purpose would you do that to yourself we don't even realize we're doing it to ourselves but we do we put ourselves in a box in a cage and and we don't even we throw away the keys even sometimes. Not even to allow ourselves outside of that. When we say that one thing has to be this way, or we just have to be right about something, we put ourselves in a box. So we have the keys to allow ourselves to be outside that box, to open up our hearts, to remember that we are always beginners, always be a beginner. Or not, it's up to you. But when you do, when you allow yourself that space to continually be a beginner, start over again. You're not afraid of things falling apart. Because you know how to create. You know how to build. You know how to start from ground zero. You see? That's why you can't, what can you take away from me? There's nothing you can take away from me. I mean, you could take away my body. You can, you know, whatever. But I know who I am and I've started from ground zero. I've been, people hit their rock bottom, right? And there's nowhere, nowhere else to go but up. There's a Katie Byron. Byron Katie. I always get her name backwards somehow. Anyway, I said it both ways. Go look up her story. She literally hits rock bottom. I mean, everything. She loses everything. And at the bottom, the last thing that she's left to do is laugh, just laugh. She just laughed. She realized the insignificance of, of of what was going on. Some people don't, some people go into the darkness, right? When we're talking about the dark matter, if we're talking that we're in the middle space, so kind of think of it as a spectrum, okay? This is kind of a visual just to give you an idea. So let's just say that it's a line. That's, that's um, a horizontal line, right? No, we'll say a vertical line. So it's a vertical line. And in that vertical line on the spectrum, if you go all the way to the top, it's light. And if you go all the way to the bottom, it's dark. We're somewhere in between. We could even say we're in the middle. We have choice. We can choose to ascend to the light or we can choose to descend to the dark. When we choose to ascend up into the light, we become lighter right we're not as dense we 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 don't we're not matter anymore we become light light is not heavy matter is what has weight so when you start to descend further into the darkness you become heavier and you become darker right and denser it's like a black hole think of it like that too think about how black holes are if we got sucked into a black hole we would become denser we'd become smaller and we would be sucked, we, we'd be so, 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 so heavy in a tiny little space. That's very much an entrapment, right? Sounds very trapped and suffocated. Well, right now, we're sort of in the middle. And we have the opportunity to allow ourselves to go on either part of the spectrum. So right now, they're trying to pull us into the dark matter, right? That's what we see happening in society. It's all this fear, 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 be afraid, be afraid, go darker, go darker, go denser, 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 ground yourself to the earth so much so to this place that you become trapped in your own suffering. And then we put chains on top of that because we put our own expectations on ourselves that shackle us and chain us. So, how do we arise from that? And that's what it's talking about. We we start to lift ourselves out of that density, and not being so dense. So, and then we get into other densities rather than dimensions. And this was a big distinction that one of um, one of my teachers talked about at one point, which was there's dimensions, and then there's density. And in body, we are trying to be less dense. So we're trying to be light where where we go into other densities rather than dimensions. See? So you would disappear is what I'm saying. At the end of the day, when you think about it, the lighter that you are, then you disappear. There's no way that you, I mean, there's stories about it, right? We talk about even Jesus Christ or we talk about Buddha or we talk about these people we say have become ascended masters. And in their ascension, they became light. They became lighter, almost as though they didn't exist. Think about ghosts, there, or spirits, or whatever you want to call them. They're they're light. They're material that's not dense. So, again, it's up to you. The more that you draw yourself into the fear, the denser that you become. And that spectrum. But we, it, it's it's up to you to turn up the volume or turn it down. Okay, so when we're thinking about the Emerald Tablet, again, we have the seven steps of alchemy and seven steps of alchemy, um, really important. Again, it became chemistry and that's why I'm a spiritual alchemist because it is practical use. If you see it, spiritual alchemy, practical use of esoteric wisdom. The wisdom that was hidden is, um, it's becoming common, common now. People are starting to rediscover it uh, because we're at a pivotal time where, communications are available. Anybody can communicate, we can connect in across the world and have dialogues with different people from different paradigms, different worldviews, different ways of engaging the world and seeing the world. So the collective unconscious um, has sort of opened up for all of us to see. New um, things are arriving before then. um, You know, I do believe that it that um, civilizations were Uh, talking amongst each other and then a big catastrophic event happened separated it and then made us start all over again i mean if you look at the historical you know timeline we see that these ancient civilizations were creating the same structures and patterns around the world right we have pyramids everywhere we have these great monolithic um um places that are, are rock formations or whatever it is that was there so they were they were working together the architecture was pretty much the same um and so they were interconnected we see exchanges here in new mexico where i live in in chaco canyon they found chocolate they used to have chocolate but chocolate's not grown here so we knew that we were trading okay and then what happened is this they said a flood right because there's many many stories quote-unquote myth stories of the great flood Something happened, things changed, and then all of a sudden we had to start from ground zero. But now we're at a time again where communication is open and we're rediscovering, quote unquote, the esoteric wisdom, the hidden wisdom. Well, it's starting to not be hidden, right? But again, it's practical. That's why. So when people say, well, what are you? What do you believe in? I'm a practitioner of the great work and I practice spiritual alchemy. It's it's in motion, it means it's experiential, it's not just conceptual, it's not just about words and language, it's about practicing it in your life every day. And when you practice it, the process that you practice or live into in alchemy allows you to co-create with the divine. And it's really that simple, that hard, <laughs> that simple and that hard at the same time. So there is a process, that process that was created in spiritual alchemy, again, transformed and transpired into chemistry and the same terminologies used in chemistry. You see, they understood the spiritual transformation and they took it and they started to transform the world that we see around us using the same principles. okay you can see that chemistry is is in the word right alchemy alchemy chemistry so it allows us to reshape which is cool so and it and it allows you even to um accept any religious based programming that is is there in the world as well so could um christians be spiritual alchemists yes could buddhists be alchemists yes can um, martial artists be alchemists yes can so you look at all these processes as the under the umbrella of spiritual alchemy and they have their own unique design and way of expressing that alchemic process so you literally have the ability to create your own alchemy your own unique way of co-creating with the world and that's really what's being called forth when we think about purpose in our life and what purpose do we have and people get to this point where they're like am I even living my purpose what the hell is this for why the hell am I getting up nine to five is this really what life's about right we get to that point where the hell is this like really like there has to be more for me You start to realize that and then you say, well, how do I co-create with existence? Well, looking at the process in which you are utilizing, does it allow you to expand? Does it allow you to tap into the imagination? Is it allowing you to move forward in life or is it stagnant? Are you getting denser and denser? Hey, Shadow. Are you going down deeper into the, the dense matter? Are you allowing yourself to rise above and sort of go up the spectrum into the light? Now, we need both. So that's, again, alchemy is about both. It's not just either or. It's either dark or it's either light. It's not about that. It's about both and. Sometimes we have to go into the shadows, shadow, <laughs> to extract what's important into the light. You see, both are equally important. It's not a one or the other. And so alchemy includes everything. Okay? Everything is included. So people, and it's really, it's timely because alchemy has been around forever, but it's starting to become popularized again okay, alchemy is starting to be popularized, and the one thing that I will, if you guys are on your beginning journeys of alchemy, I don't know if you guys want to share, whoever wants to share, you can give me a thumbs up or whatever, if this is, if it, alchemy is something new to you, Um, there's something that I will share with you if you're becoming a practitioner of the great work, be careful who you follow, okay, um, and that's because there are, there's so much to understand in this work, and sometimes you could be led into some very, very, very weird shit. <laughs> I'm just telling you. People create, they take alchemy and they create whole cults and I don't know what all with, with the process. Okay? They've created some pretty crazy stuff. Alchemy started in Egypt, correct? Um, you know, the term alchemy, I would say, started in Egypt. You could say that it's uh, Egyptian egyptology um way of the world however as a spiritual alchemist i would say that spiritual alchemy is the observation of natural law and that's the best way that i can describe it so the ancient times i would say that that alchemy exists in everything actually that yes in egypt they came up with a process we we talk about thoth and we talk about the the egyptian um, gods and goddesses right and the, and what alchemy means now but if we looked at the process of alchemy alchemy is natural law in motion so really it's the observation of what we see in the world and how we engage in that process and how do we actually co-create with it so we can see alchemy in the trees we can see alchemy in the um uh, yeah. And they were, and you know why they were cursed, cursed by sin because they, they misuse this sacred wisdom. That's why I'm telling you guys to be careful with who you follow. There's a, there's a time. So we can even look at like prophecies, Bible, whatever, like we can go into anything like that. And we can say, yeah, America's on the same pattern. Every The whole world is on the same pattern, Shadow. That's why I do this. And I'm telling people to be careful with, because alchemy is on the rise again. You're going to start seeing it. I actually saw a video about a guy on Gaia, who's going to start talking about the Anunnaki and he discovered this. I'm like, you didn't discover anything. It's been here, but they're going to popularize it. And then they're going to sway people into their storylines. And what I'm saying is if if these people and i don't know because i don't watch other people's programming i i refuse to because i don't know which what they're going to do what they're saying i don't a I, 100 i'll say i don't fully trust people with their um alchemy and their agendas if, until i know their intentions i refuse to follow them so intentionality is super critical if you don't know the intention behind their sharing of this sacred wisdom then i literally uh, would be very careful. I'm not telling you not to, it's up to you, it's your choice, it's your life, um, but I would say be careful, because we're going to start seeing alchemy, going to start popping up everywhere, it's really, pop- it's starting to become popularized, really, honestly, um, but here's the deal with with it, if the individual, and I've talked about this before, if the individual that you are following is not telling you to find your own alchemy, And to figure out who you are, and your own mythology, and your own origin story, and your own way of engaging your alchemic process, I would highly encourage that you question that. Because then they're trying to sell you their story, and manipulate you, sway you into their way of thinking. Okay? So, and it's a very fine line, and it's not an easy path. The light ones, right, the people that are, are walking in the light, have a job and a responsibility to remember and to remind themselves that it's personal choice, that we cannot tell people what to do. That is not my job. I cannot tell you what to do. I cannot judge you. I cannot say this or that. Whatever you choose is yours and yours alone. All I can do is give you information, let you know that there are consequences with the choice either way that you choose to engage the work. And all I can say is it's your journey. So go out and do your journey. You have the power to do it. And how you choose is your choice and your choice alone. I would not say, hey, this is the way it is. And people will do that. This is the process. So yes, you see Egypt use this information in a very disturbed way and that we see happening again because humans just seem not to learn very good we're kind of like we think we're so smart but really as a species we're not really that smart (laughs) we just we take for granted the very um the beauty of choice that we have we we take it for granted Um, and so, and there's many stories on how we do this, but you do have some individuals who rise to the occasion and really want to use this information responsibly, but it's not easy. The easy path, okay. Is to just kind of just do whatever you want and just take the easy route. Um, I had put a quote by um, you know, I love it in Harry Potter, right? Because Harry Potter is really just a rendition of alchemy. She's basically the writer took all of the stories from ancient past and then she put it into a book, right? If you if you read the book, The Story of All Ages, um, I can't remember. I have the book somewhere over here, but I can't remember. But it it's um basically has a lot of the storyline in there, right? Um, And so Dumbledore does say something that's pretty profound, and I like the way that she writes that in in Harry Potter, is that um, we are in dark times, and there's going to be a point where we need to choose what is easy or what is right, and what is right is not always easy. Actually, it's probably the harder thing to do, which is why you have these people that have stood up in the name of what is righteous and have been sacrificed right that's why we have the sacrifice story because go ahead and try to stand up against um you know the shadow and see what happens it's not as easy it's not an easy path you're not going to be popular people aren't going to just want to you know bow to you jesus christ wasn't even the story of jesus christ he wasn't even popular he wasn't popular they killed him that's how the story goes right they, they murdered him they sacrificed him. They, you know, people say, well, that was his, that was his story. That was the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah. But the human beings had a choice. They didn't have to. But yet it happened. So go ahead. And these people who use this alchemic process had to do it underground. You know, right now, back in the day, me doing this podcast, I would probably be dead. Or I, they would have told me to shut up a long time ago they wouldn't this would not have been allowed and if I had masses of people following me they'd probably tell me to sh- just shut up really honestly this work was hidden for a reason because they didn't want people to remember their power they didn't want people to use it it's and I read it to you in the book it says it all over the place you'll see it okay but what if other people tell you what to do Um, tell me what you mean by that uh, Bobby what if people, other people like what other people I remember in the nineties, TV pastor would try to sell miracles by sending you, sending in the money. Yeah. That's see the world has started to worship evil again and everything is falling apart again. Yes. And we see this now here's the deal. We're descending into the underworld in a way. Um, and there's no need to be afraid because we have the ability to overcome that, that what if you want to call it evil and all that stuff but yes you're right in that the the storyline is getting played out again the same way right as egypt as the nazis i mean we can go over all of the different patterns and we can see the pattern when we start to rise above the storyline and see it from the eagle view eye. we can see that the pattern's just repeating itself we're just doing the same shit we've always done humans <laughs> it's humans We're the ones doing it to ourselves, literally. There's animals aren't doing this to us. The dogs aren't doing this to us. We domesticated dogs and (laughs) wolves. We're the ones who are doing it to us, not somebody else. Like we want to say, oh, God's doing this to us. No, it's not. We're doing it to us. We have a choice and we're choosing the path like this. Why? You know, it's almost ridiculous because a few people want to have control. Control of what? Like, what are they really controlling? Like, why is why do they care so much? Why do they want to put so much energy into that? But they do, and they will, and they don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, what if close families tell you what to do in terms of choosing which path to go to? Um Well, I would say this, you're, you're a close family and this is, this is, again, you're not popular. You're not going to be popular if you go off the beaten path. I wasn't popular with my family when it came to my belief systems. Okay. Um, again, I've been doing this work my whole life and because of that, I have been the outcast, right? Of sort of the family. Um, they mocked me I've been mocked i've been crucified over and over again i've been made fun of i've been whatever you could think of right in my family and that's because i chose the path i wanted this is it was my path and i understood that i had a purpose and i knew that i had to do what i needed to do and they didn't need to understand it it wasn't for them to understand that is the issue though we we want everybody to understand us because we're communal beings we want to we want to be heard and understood you know people don't really understand me i don't have a whole bunch of friends right i'm not just here with 50 billion friends but i do have a few select friends that truly accept me for who i am they know i'm weird i'm a weirdo it's okay and we have these dialogues all the time and they come to me and it's like we we talk about you know the pressing issues of the world. So for you it's going to be a hard path if you go against the grain. It's not easy to separate. Again, go back to Jesus Christ, go back to Buddha. Buddha's father wanted him to be a great king and he went against that. He he caged him inside the the walls of his kingdom because he didn't want him to become a spiritual teacher. He wanted him to lead the kingdom as a king, and Buddha, his prophecy went against the grain, it just went against the grain, I love the way you talk on the show, (laughs) thank you, I appreciate it, I can't say how you say your name, sorry, (laughs) so it is hard, It's not going to be easy. I would never sit here and tell you that this path is easy. That's a damn lie. But if you take it, if you take the path, right, there's no going back. Once you know something, there's no going back and you have a responsibility with the information. Hence why this is not, you know, again, the most popular show. It's not an easy journey. It's not like the funnest journey to be on—it's difficult, and we're faced with challenges every single day. You know, think about again the story of Jesus. Whether you believe in him or not, it's a story—a story that was told. Okay, and the story goes: he literally was rejected. Moses rejected. If we go back to all these people who made a difference in transformation, they're all rejected. None of them had this glorified, happy journey. See, but people want to be as glorified as they are, but they had to take the path of suffering and pain to get there. It wasn't fun. <laughs> it's not it's not always fun. <laughs> it's it's a difficult world, but what's beautiful about it is that there is a miracle around every corner, and that miracle is sometimes only experienced by you. And when you experience it, it's for you and you alone. And that's why you have people Speaking about miracles that happen to them and trying to pull people into the great work because when a miracle happens and a blessing happens, it's greater than any miracle or blessing that you could give to yourself. So the miracle's there. So in a way, just get out of the way of yourself. And if people get in the way of you, love them and then move on. Hard. Not easy. I know it's not easy. Words make it sound easy, but practice makes it difficult. Practice is not easy. The words are easy. Conceptualizing and understanding easy. Practice it a little bit more complicated. Okay. All right. So I have to go, um, but we're going to get to the next chapter tomorrow, which I'm pretty excited about. So we're going to start the alchemic process. So I love you guys. Have the most beautiful, fantastical day ever. And, of course, I will be seeing you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.